Welcome to the Better Call Saul podcast on West Coast Project. Uh, my name is Mike and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello. We're here doing the absolute end of season four, episode 13, Face Off. When you heard Face Off as this episode, Kelly, did you have any idea what was going to happen? None. You, you kind of might be able to conf- could figure that, okay, it's a face-off. It's a, it's a you know, face-to-face face-off. Saul, uh, not Saul, Gus versus Walt. But not the face-off that we end up seeing at the very end. No, yeah, I thought it was a face-off between two people, but not literally a face-off. <laughs> so this one is a direct continuation from 412 end times. Walt's still kind of wondering how Saul or how Gus managed to know that that bomb was on his car. Gus has walked away from the Volvo and Walt goes right up to it and takes the bomb off of it. So this is literally what, eight minutes after the others after as long much time as it took Walt to walk across the street and get into the parking garage. Exactly. So he takes the bomb from Gus's Volvo. It looks like it's magnets magneted to the bottom. And he goes inside the hospital to meet with Jesse. Um, and he thinks, first of all, that, that Jesse told Gus, because Gus walked away from the car, like, seemingly unexplaining, uh, unexplained. Um, and he's, this is, like, stumped Walt. Like, what, how could he have known? Well, I like this scene because with all this chaos, there's a comical point where Jesse says, you actually, you brought a bomb into the hospital, and it was in direct result of when... Um, Jesse rolled up in the rolling lab and he said, you brought a meth lab to the airport. Yeah. So I, I did really like that part, uh, cause it's kind of funny and all the chaos that's going on. And doesn't the magnet pipe bomb like stick to the elevator as Walt's trying to walk through the door? Yes. And they got it in Holly's diaper bag. So that was <laughs> funny. Somehow. Yeah. I think at this point, Kelly Walt would have walked right up to Gus. If he could have gotten next to Gus, he would have walked right up next to him and blown up the bomb and just suicide bombed him and killed him. <laughs> I'm serious. I think he would have done that. He's just so frustrated. Everything's going wrong at this point. Right. So we see the cops. Now, they're Walt and Jesse kind of arguing there in the reception room of the hospital, and the cops come up, and they're interested in Jesse for knowing about this ricin. How could he have known that the poison in Brock was ricin? Exactly. So now he's got somebody else on his trail. But, you know, he was willing to save uh, Brock's life in order to do that. But he gets out of it pretty well. Well, it's funny because the cops are kind of smart ass. And that, this whole thing is kind of funny. Walt's, Walt tries to stand up for Jesse. And they're like, who the hell are you, bub? <laughs> and he right. sits back down like, oh, never mind. <laughs> With his bob in his lap. Yeah. <laughs> Diaper bag. But they take Jesse away, I guess, to the police department and continue continue to question him. And Jesse says he's heard of Ricin on the, the Discovery Channel or House, which was pretty funny. Right, yeah. And, of course, Jesse needs his lawyer, and we know that his lawyer is Saul. Um, so we see some funny stuff at Saul's office. Saul's not there, but Francesca's still there, and she's madly shredding everything in sight. And Walt breaks in by smashing the glass on the door. Um, he's looking for Saul, but Walt, but Francesca won't tell Walt where he is. Right. She's like, you know, you're kind of a pain in my ass. You know, what are you doing here? I got to work late now because, oh, you're in trouble. And it's funny because um, they had interviewed a lot of very, you know, buxom blonde type secretary roles for Saul 
and they didn't think it would be realistic. So they got somebody more plain Jane, like Francesca, um, to, to play that role for, for kind of like a love interest for Saul. So maybe that'll give us an idea of what kind of women he's into in Better Call Saul. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that Walt isn't this, just this guy with his own problems. He's causing a lot of other people problems. Like you mentioned, she's working late, but she's going to lose her job. Saul's going to leave. Saul's on the run. Right, exactly. She's going to get laid off. And she's like, you, you're, the, you're the bastard that's making me get laid off. So right. Walt's, Walt's causing a whole series of problems for other people. She does good. She does a good job with extortion with his money. Like you know, well, my, the broken window. I don't. How much did she charge him for the window? Do you remember? Yeah, he, he gives her everything in his pocket, which is like seventeen hundred dollars. She's like, mm, well, I think it's more of a twenty thousand dollar glass <laughs> job. And Walt gives her some more shit, and she's like, no, you know, I think it was more like twenty five thousand. So she charges Walt twenty five thousand for the glass replacement slash getting Saul in touch with him. Yeah, they got to have a woman with her personality kind of sassy to deal with Saul's crazy clients and all the stuff that goes on with him. So she's she's got a perfect personality for that type of role. Yeah, she's not she's not so much a blonde bombshell. She's like more of a plain Jane, but she's Saul's. Uh, love interest or romantic interest? Well, he mentions her booty one time, but I don't know. He was trying to go home with her once. Well, he calls her sugar tits or honey tits yeah. or something. <laughs> right. Really charming. Um, so Walt needs to go to his crawlspace ATM to get the cash to get to, to give it to Francesca. Um, but before he gets to the house, he sees a strange car in the driveway or in front of the house, and does something pretty evil here. He sends his neighbor in to flush out any possible dangerous guys in the house or in the backyard. Vince Gilligan's mom. Becky. Yeah, that was cool. That was Vince Gilligan's mom. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Walt doing that, putting his neighbor in such peril? Well, I, it's an evil genius, and uh, I don't know if they really would have done anything to the woman. They don't probably want to draw attention to themselves. They're basically after him. So maybe that's what he was banking on. Yeah, but if that woman, if those guys saw that woman and she saw them in in the kitchen, she uh-huh. would have raised. She would have been in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> they could well, have just let her go back home. Walt's done worse stuff, so. Yeah, but nothing happens. She gets in and out and tells Walt the the stove is off. Don't worry. Don't blame Junior. It's everything's fine. So Walt goes in to get the money, and the guys come back while he's on, down in the crawl space. Not much good is happening down in that crawl space. Wait, I thought that the, there was people who walk out after she does, and then he he's in there really fast. He does, but he goes... Yeah, there were guys in there. There were guys waiting for him, and then when she comes in, luckily they don't kill her, and then she goes back out. Then he runs in. Yeah, they walk out, though. She, she goes yeah. in the front door. They probably hear her, and they sneak out the side. And right. then when she leaves, they go back in while Walt's peeking down into the crawl space. Right, okay, exactly. So Walt has to, I guess he drops fully down into the crawl space and goes out the vent. That's how he gets away and he jumps over the fence. Mm-hmm. So back at the PD, the police are still grilling Jesse and Saul comes in. Um, now, Kelly, where was Saul during this whole time? Uh, hiding out. There wasn't, I don't know if there's really in particular place he was. He was just out hiding somewhere. So the implication is that Walt gave Francesca the money and she got Saul's number to Walt and Walt got a hold of him and that's how he 
got back into the story? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And says so he he wants that's why he broke in looking for it. And then she was there, and then she's like, "Well, I'm not going to tell you where he is." But yeah, I was, I was wondering if why if Salt was so afraid and had run away, why he came back because he, he's pretty much back in the public eye here. He's at the police department. And he's easy to find for whoever might be looking for him. Well, I think that he's just afraid that he's guilty by association. I think, but he's still. A lawyer, and he's and he's you know he's got that ethical part, even though it's kind of funny thinking him as ethical. But you know when they kidnapped him and he wanted to take the dollar from each of them, so regardless of what danger he's in, he's still their lawyer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's true to his profession. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets Jesse off the hook with the cops, I guess, or at least tells he tells them, you know, whatever, leave him alone. But the important thing here is Jesse tells Saul about Hector and Casa Tranquilla, and that's how Walt develops his final plan that, wait a minute, Hector, Gus and Tio don't like, Gus and Hector don't like each other. Exactly. They, they oh. thought, Walt thought originally they were allies, but they don't like each other. Right. Gus bringing him, bringing Jesse that time to kind of boast, uh, essentially, steal his fate without him even realizing it. So Walt, so it's the old, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and he's he's going to be able to make Tio Hector his friend because Hector hates Gus as much as Walt hates Gus. Exactly. So Walt visits, we see Walt visit Tio in the old folks' home, Kelly, and he makes the deal with him, and it looks like um, you you hate me, but I think you hate somebody even more. And he's he's got this plan to make Hector get some revenge on Gus. Uh, bear with me here. I got to keep these names straight as I try to remember all this. So he can't wait at the old folks' home forever until Gus happens to go back and visit Tio to 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 give him some shit. So he needs a reason to prompt Gus back into the old folks' home. So what he does is he makes this uh, plan to have Tio Hector go into the police department, right, the DEA, and make. Tyrus see it and get everybody curious about what's going on and essentially have have Gus so worried that he has to go back and visit Hector and straighten things out yeah it's a genius idea I never would have thought of that you know how are we going to get Gus to get kind of suspicious of what's going on with Tio well make him be a narc what what could get his attention more than that right and we also see along the way here that Teal's life is miserable, Kelly. It he's, is. he's treated like a baby. He needs help going poo-poo. What a life. He's sitting there watching an old 1948 movie. People are playing bingo. I mean, he was a stud hitman, had the world by the short hairs criminal. And now he's just rotting away in his old folks' home. With, he can't even move or talk or... He's just miserable. You could see why he would happily probably blow himself up to get revenge on, on Gus. Yeah, absolutely. And his whole family's dead. So, you know, he doesn't have anything left to live for. So, Kelly, I was rooting for Tio totally in this episode. And just two episodes ago, I was totally rooting for Gus. Right? Right. So, yeah. Gus at the pool kind of getting owned by Tio. And now I'm totally on Tio. Like, okay, get even with this bastard Gus. Right, I know. They have us flip-flopping a lot. I, mean, I was really proud of Gus for saving Jesse, and I thought that was a cool idea. But now, yeah, I'm ready for Tio to 
kick some ass and take some names. They had us flip-flopping so much, it's hard to even say it on the podcast straight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so so the deal is Tio tells the nurse he needs the DEA, and this is what's going to get Gus back into the picture because Walt needs to get Gus right back to the old folks' home right away. So they go in, and they have that, they have that plan all set up. Meanwhile, Hank's working full bore on the case from home. He's looking at all those photos that that um gomi took at the laundromat um and he's also found that the laundromat's using too much electricity more than it should which is pretty interesting again hank kind of proving that behind his goofiness he's really a super good detective he really is yep so then gomi comes in and tells hank that hector wants a meeting and this is the plan so uh, it's a no-meaning meeting, right? He's just going to go in and be there so Tyrus essentially can see him at the DEA office. Exactly. So he yep. does go in, and there's freaking, what, 18 people there for this meeting? It's like he's got everybody's attention for this meeting that doesn't have anything, any substance to it. Yeah, I, I like how Hank says, well, at least he didn't shit his pants this time. Right. <laughs> so Hector's important news that he has to tell everybody is, suck my blank 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 and then f-u-c and hank's like all right all right i get it i get it yeah and then at least you didn't shit your pants that was funny Mm -hmm. um but this tyrus sees all this and tells saul or tells gus about it and this gets gus back into go to see um tio all right so back at uh casa tranquillo hector's wheeled back into his room and Kelly, there's a really interesting picture of Tuco and the two cousins as little boys in the picture in the frame in Hector's room. Yeah, that's I meant to. I'm not sure how I that got mentioned in the last uh, podcast, but that's the one I was mentioning where they all did that photo shoot that Vince Gilligan did, where they made Tio look. They kept him when he was looking young and did that photo shoot next to the pool. Oh, so for that photo, they used the young version of Hector. Right, and the two twins for the Salamanca cousins, and then the kid. Got it. Well, Hector's been young like three times. He was young in the very beginning, in the one where he's on the chair in the in the lawn. Yeah. He held the cousin's head under the water. Mm-hmm. They probably did all of that together, don't you think? Uh, I don't know if that one was too early on or not, but he mentioned that they did these two. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, so Hector's back in his room. We see that picture. Tyrus comes in first and he's scanning the room for bugs and bombs and cameras and everything with some sort of electric device, electronic device. Now we hear that lady, that old lady that we saw earlier in the, in the series, it's Hector's neighbor from the next room over. She's kind of laughing and talking to Walt who's hiding out on the patio. Right. (laughs) That little old lady that says, hello, hello. He's like, be quiet. That was a little unnerving, too, because we didn't know if that was going to get him tipped off, you know? Exactly. Because you could hear it inside the room. Right. All right. So then we jump to get Jesse getting freed. If they find it's not ricin, you're free to go. Um, but he gets kidnapped 40 steps outside the police department. He doesn't get far. <laughs> He's kidnapped by Gus's crew and thrown in that van right in front of the police. Right, which that is an actual police station that they were in front of. Was it? Mm-hmm. So then Tyrus reports to Gus, all's clear, the room's clear. Um, maybe I should do this, though. You maybe shouldn't have to come in and do this. And Gus says, no, it has to be me. And Gus puts on his gangster-killing suit. That was an awesome little 
badass looking suit puts on over his he changes out of his uh, Poyos gear yeah well Gus has that one chink in his armor is his complete hatred for Tio Salamanca so he's slipping here yeah his ego puts him into uh, danger that he really didn't he could have easily had Tyrus just kill him right he's like nope it's gotta be me he wanted that satisfaction but Kelly if Tyrus had killed him he wouldn't have gotten the cool scene and the cool spaghetti western music as Hank walked or as um, Gus walked across the parking lot up to the (laughs) room yeah we don't care about Tyrus we want to see what happens with Hector and Gus. Yeah. Now this was the this was the last episode of the season, Kelly. There's still 15 minutes left in this episode. Did you realize that this was like somewhat far from the end? Still, I was watching the clock. Like, what could what could possibly happen? Like, come on, this what's going on? But the ending was, you know, just fantastic. Totally. Yeah. Un- yeah. So Gus goes in there. He meets with Hector, and Tyrus is there too, in the kind of in the background, and. Gus asks Hector what kind of man talks to the DEA. No man. Um, and then, then we get that, lar- that loud chair scraping on the floor again. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to inject Tio with something, some poison or something. Yeah, probably the same stuff they use to kill the cartel. Think so? They're just going to shoot him up with that? Probably, yeah. They probably had some left over for him. So... You- he gives him, Gus gives him one last chance to look at me in the eye, Hector. And Hector looks at him like he looks really afraid at first, or he looks like, oh no, don't hurt me. And then he turns into a real evil face. He does. I, that's my favorite part uh, with, in his acting is that crazy look that he gives when he's ding, 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 ding. You know? Yeah. But it wasn't really ding. It was like something wrong with that bell. It was like muted, like. Mm-hmm. Whatever was wired up to it was causing it not to ring, and that warned Gus, I think, a little bit. Um, and then he says, "No," <laughs> or whatever he says. He's he's alerted to it, and then bamo, explosion goes off. Now, Kelly, what did you think when he walked through the door after that explosion, and we couldn't see the damage yet to his face? I was like, "That is the dumbest thing. That's so unrealistic. I'm never watching this again. You've got to be kidding." And then when he when they turned to that shot where they show him with half his face blown off, I I was completely shocked, and I wish I could never have seen it and go back and remember how I felt again. Because once you see it, it's, you can't go ever experience that again. Yeah. So so you thought it was kind of dumb, like oh Gus survived this. He's just walking out, and then you saw the right. other side of his face. Yeah, I thought there's no way he survived that. That's stupid. Because some people, including even me to a little bit, when, when we saw the other side of his face, thought it was a little dumb. Like, how could a guy walk after that happened to him? Yeah, it could be a little realist, unrealistic. I know that Vince Gilligan wanted to make sure that when they showed him his face, they wanted to be able to see the inside of his neck, see the inside of his face, uh, you know, see, see if it had been blown off completely on the one side. Um, but the people from The Walking Dead actually helped with this makeup. But yeah, it was a great... Up. If you look really closely, you can see his eyeball for a second there, and we're on the side that's blown off. Okay. I ended up giving him, giving him the benefit of the doubt for such, being such a great story. The creative license was. It did, it did look pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, never, there's this unrealisticness on everything, but the fact that that was, that was such a cool scene, I, I forgave him. Yeah. 
Maybe he did. Maybe he was in shock, but he still could walk for a minute. It could happen. <laughs> so Walt, here's the news about the explosion in his car in the parking lot. And I guess he it's good news for him, but it's bad news on the news. Everybody's kind of shocked that this nursing home blew up. But it's great news for Walt. Um, he kind of smiles. And then we see Jesse back in the lab being guarded by Gus's thugs. He's cooking and you know, he can't get away. He's not on his own terms anymore. He's under their under their direction. And then Walt shows up to save him. Um, he pretty much takes the freight elevator down into the lab. And bam, 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 he shoots the guards. There's two guards. And they're free. They're, they're done with Gus and the whole operation. Um, and Walt pretty much says, Gus is dead. We've got work to do. And they douse the, they uh, let loose every chemical that's left in that lab and they light it with a timer and it just kind of blows up, burns and blows up the, the lab. Yeah, that looked like a lot of fun to be able to, if you were acting that scene, to be able to dump that stuff over and stuff. It looks, it looks fun to kind of cause chaos in there. It was so complete, if you think about it, like all the ev- evidence is destroyed, all the prints are wiped away, the laundry's cleared out, all the people... They pull the alarm. That thing's going to burn to a crisp with all those chemicals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was a very convincing way to close off that lab. That was kind of the, you know, the end of the season for it. And it really, they really visually showed it. It was pretty cool. Didn't give a lot of warning to the other employees, however. A good vominos. <laughs> yeah. So in, in the aftermath, we find out that Brock's going to be okay, that Jesse and Walt kind of meet in the parking lot at the hospital Brock's going to be okay the poison wasn't rice and it was Lily of the Valley um, Skyler sees the news at the uh, Schrader house and realizes pretty much it was Walt and so she does he call her or does she call him she calls him and says was this you we're watching the news yeah and Walt says we're safe I won and that's the end now we do see the Lily of the Valley in the backyard and did you make the connection right away, Kelly, that the lily of the valley was Walt and he had this planned all along? I did not. No, I didn't notice that. I think I did a fun fact about it later. I never, never put those two together, unfortunately. I got to admit that I didn't know. It e- I didn't make the connection either. I'm like, why are they showing this plant? Um, yeah. <laughs> and how did that ricin get into Brock and how did he get cured of it? It was, it was, a, it was a very deep plot. But, yeah, um, well, there's a whole other um, discussion they have about how he got the ricin to Brock. Um, did you ever hear about that theory about the whole? Because they never really explain how Brock was poisoned. Yeah, well, what is the answer to that? Well, hold on, I didn't. That's sorry, I did a screenshot of it. Well, let me ask you while you're looking for that, Kelly. Were you happy for Walt here? Were you yeah. relieved? Were you proud of him? Or were you, like, scared, like, oh, shit, Walt's, gone. Walt's got more troubles now than ever? I was proud of him. I thought, finally, I mean, Gus is dead. You know, the cartel is dead. So I didn't really think, like, what else could possibly happen here. Yeah, I had the same feeling. Like, Walt really he wiped away all of his troubles. He went from so low, being so low, trying to disappear his family and not having money to do it. And in a day or two, he's, like, wiped away all of his troubles by using his genius. And what the hell would he have to worry about? Even the cartel's dead. Like, who could possibly come after him now? 
Exactly. Uh, the thing with that, the rock poisoning, too, is Vince Gilligan had uh, explained that um, basically it was Saul or one of his henchmen that got it to Brock in a juice box uh, because they the plant, they made it look kind of like a candy or something. Uh, and if you look, um, when Walt comes into Saul's office, it crashes through the window. If you freeze frame Francesca, when she's shredding the paper, it's a school schedule. Um, so uh, okay, that was supposed to be... Because that was kind of a big gaping part of the plot that was never quite explained. So do you think Walt was had enough enough expertise to know just how much poison from Lily of the Valley to give to Brock without, like, did he know he was going to be okay and just Absolutely. be sick? You yeah, I so? don't. Yeah, I don't think he would have put Brock's life in danger. I mean, he'd let Jane die, maybe. But I think that he's a chemist and, you know, he can make ricin and make stuff to make Tuco's office blow up. And, you know, we know later on he's got all types of hats that he wears and knowledge. So I I think he would have done that to protect Brock for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I can see how it's easy to make poison really potent. Mm -hmm. But how how do you make it just potent enough, especially for a little boy? You know, he's... Little poison would be really harmful to a little person, I think. Yeah. Well, Kelly, that's it for season four. We have season five coming up next. And if we all can remember, season five was eight episodes in two halves. Kind of weird. But they got two seasons out of season five, essentially. Yes. So the first one is uh, season five, first half, episode one is Live Free or Die. And that'll be our next podcast. Awesome. Do you have any last thoughts or fun facts for episode 13, Face Off? Nope. I I don't have any more fun facts, but uh, I think the whole season was excellent, and I'm glad Gus is gone. He's gone for now. We might see him again in uh, Better Call Saul, though. Yeah, maybe. He was starting to kind of... I was getting... I was over him. He was pretty ominous at the end there. He was killing the baby daughter was like the last straw for a lot of people. Right. Killing the infant daughter. <laughs> well, there's been some complaints about his Spanish, but, you yeah. know. His Spanish was bad, but his evil was excellent. Exactly, yeah. It was great. The whole thing was excellent. All right, Kelly, until season five, then, we'll sign off. Um, if you want to reach us, go to West Coast Project and look for the Better Call Saul podcast. My Twitter handle is at scathingtweets. Kelly, what's your Twitter? BRBA underscore fun facts. And we'll post your websites in there too, but what are they? Remind everyone. Breaking Bad Fun Facts and Better Call Saul Fun Facts on Instagram and Breaking Bad Fun Facts on Facebook. Now, you had you had to have some good um, fun facts for Season 5, right, that we'll get to when we do those? Yes. Awesome. Got a lot of them. All right, my friend. Until then, I'll talk to you at 5.1. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.